Buenas noches, San Antonio. It's Puto S-A-F-C. Shattuck. And who are you? I'm Shattuck. Who are you? And I'm Clayton, and we're here. Hey! Back in the pod den. Back in the pod it's den. It's been a while. It feels so good. You know, it does because you're cold, but we, sometimes we do this when it's really hot outside since they play during the summer. And it's nice to have it nice and cool in the pod den. It's perfect. We got the lights turned down low, and we're gonna do some. We're gonna do some deep diving tonight. If I had picked the song, it would have been "Back in the Saddle Again." That's a good one. I like that. But but I also thought it because that's what we're gonna try to do tonight, huh? Who 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 are who are we? Ooh. Who are you? Who who are we talking about? What are we talking about, Matthew? Well, it's our season preview. My favorite episode of the year, I think. That's... I look I look forward to this episode. I do. That's what you said earlier tonight. And hopefully that doesn't set the bar real high. <laughs> and so people are expecting a super high standard. But like I this is I like to do the research, you know what I'm saying? And as the season goes along, you know, there's only so much research we can do, right? There's only so much that we can uh do do deep deep dives. But like I was on Wikipedia today, I was on the USL, I was looking at statistics, I was doing all kinds of stuff to try to let our listeners you know a little a little something about what they're going to look at this season. Well, Clayton, where are your shot glasses, friend? Because <laughs> if this is your favorite episode, I'd like to do a shot tonight. I'm sorry, I don't have... It's Tuesday night. I guess we'll just drink out of the bottle then. They're inside. You they're know what, Clayton? This is all for you. This is great radio. You can see me putting on your World Cup 2018 Russia hat if, in honor of Comrade Putin. If we were on the big we his evil ways. Oh, I, do I need to burn that? Do I need to single malt, malt scotch? No, for you? I'm good. I'm just drinking beer. Just give me a cheers, Clady. Cheers. To a cheers. new season. New season. Here we go. Let's get into it. I uh, I feel like I should probably burn those. I just threw down some Codigo tequila. Thanks, Clady. <laughs> yeah. It's a new season. I'm excited, man. Yes. It's a game on Saturday. There is a game on Saturday. We're about to preview this team. There is. Are you? Oh well, yeah. You, well, are we gonna preview both teams? Let's burn this on Saturday. No, no, no we're not gonna burn it. <laughs> That's my memento, dude. All right. Well, uh, you ready to get into this? You know, there's a lot of different ways we can do this. You want to talk about um, basic season structure? I know we've kind of talked about it in the past, but do we want to just? Do you want to do just a rundown of where we're at this season? I do. Okay, let's do that first. Start with the season since it starts on Saturday for all teams this weekend, almost. Yeah. Uh, 34 games, 17 home, 17 away. We play everyone in our conference home, everyone in our conference away. And this is different from last season or the last two seasons where we've been broken up into a conference, but then divisions within that conference. And you were playing more games against your in-division teams. That is not the format this season. We're playing everybody in the Western Conference. Good. I'm going to come back to that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no apology. Okay. I'll be coming back to that too. We should have said what we're going to do tonight, which is some things we're excited about. Off-season moves a little bit. Yep. What fans can look forward to on Saturday. Also, as always, our predictions. Yes. I know the, I know the listeners love the predictions. <laughs> I don't know if they do, but we do. Uh, yeah, we do. So, yeah, last year there were divisions and there was all this mumbo-jumbo. Now there's just the West and the East. Top seven teams are in the playoffs. Seven of 13. So about half the teams get in, half the teams are out. That's what the regular season's for. Yeah. Uh, top seed gets a bye. Maybe. Yes, that's what I, th- I I went and looked at for that. Exactly. I also wrote down all kinds of like tiebreaker information. Nope. But that's not anything to talk about tonight. Nope. <laughs> um, and the USL final, given Qatar World Cup in December, is November 10th to 14th. 
Every playoff game is single elimination, so when it gets to the playoffs, there will be games. Losers are out, winners are on. Yeah, so USL is, is going to end earlier also like MLS is doing as well, correct? Because the Qatar World Cup starts around Thanksgiving. Right. Book your tickets now. Right, Actually, and normally like MLS Cup is right around my birthday in December, So right? It's like December 8th. It's usually the first week of December. Yeah, so all the leagues are going to be cutting off in early November. Got it. So the games are going to come hot and heavy, right? right. Not, not a lot of breaks. Well, I got my schedule here, and there's only, you know, if you've got a Puro SAFC card, it's on the back, handy-dandy schedule. And if you don't have a card, get one from us. Get ten. Yeah. We got plenty. There's only, what, on the card? Maybe four or five midweek games all year? Okay. Tops. All right. Because I work the days that are not Saturday. So pretty much a game a week. Right. Straight through October, and then like four rounds. But as far as, as, far as the, the setup for the season within the USL, pretty straightforward. Two yep. conferences, 13 teams and 14 teams. You play everybody twice, and then you play some out-of-conference games. And I'll say, you know, if you weren't listening during the pandemic, I always was on and on about this, Clayton. Soccer's a habit. It's like church. Church attendance went way down. Yeah. And soccer attendance obviously was way down. Here in San Antonio, games last year were pretty empty. Um, I'm happy to get back in the habit. Yes. Things are a little bit normal again. We're not wearing masks right now. We're in the room. We're not zooming. Right. You know what? I'm excited about that. Because remember, they started last season. We had there were restrictions in place, and and they adhered to it, and it didn't it didn't diminish the experience that much. You know, uh, that's that's a different conversation it to have. Is. But, it is. Um, but uh, you, I, I'm you, glad to just be able to get in my car and go to the game. Are you ready for the first question of the day? Are we okay? Where are we at? Let's do it. Well, it's what are you most excited about? And okay. maybe some of this is related to what you're most excited about. Is that an okay thing to say? You know what? That's I'm that's exactly what I had written down. The experience. The the experience that I know, the experience that is familiar, the experience that I that made me fall in love with going to the games, you know, was was pre-pandemic, obviously. You know what I'm saying? And so we had to jump through a lot of hoops and I still went, but but it just it didn't feel the same. This is going to feel the same, I think. Clayton, it's been a while. Yeah. I mean, 2020, no fans until September. Right. And then it was limited. And it's crazy to think that just a year ago, the stadium was, what, a third full at the best? Yeah. I, I had the same thing. Mine, my number one thing I'm excited about is fans in the stands. High fives, throwing your beer in the air. You know, I'm going to say that, like, I hadn't thought about this. I listen to sports radio pretty much every day. Haven't heard any SAFC, like, commercials on sports radio. Mm. Is that not a thing anymore? I don't know. Like, is that, you know? Did you used to? Yeah, yes. I, like, back when they were the Scorpions and SAFC at first, I would hear them I would hear them on the radio. I don't know. I never listen to sports radio here. Yeah. So, anyway, that's, I, I diverged. I mean, I know, uh... Last weekend, I was away. I was in Colorado, but the the Carabao Cup final was Chelsea Liverpool. Yeah, and the the, the announcers said, "Oh, it's so good to hear Wembley full, eighty five thousand people." I think it's be good to hear SAFC Stadium full with whether it's six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand people. But all the Crocketeers have a reason to be there. In a new spot, like we've talked about, like yeah, there, down in the, the soccer, bunker. All the soccer fans of San Antonio should be there. Because, yeah, for sure. You know what? Like, we've seen, we've been in the desert. Like, get off your couch, go to the game. For the first time in ever, I've had multiple groups 
texting me, mm. like, saying, hey, we're going to be out there at this point. Like, because I'm friends with a lot of different people that enjoy soccer. And so, like, you know, there are my group, my, I don't always collide with them, but like, I got texts from a, a group of like 12 guys. It's like, hey, we're going to get out there at like 4.35. Come on by. Who wants to be, who's, who can make it? And like, I'm seeing some good responses so far and stuff. So I think other people are excited. So, so I think, I think that me wanting this experience to happen, I think other people want it to happen and we'll make it happen. Yeah, you're not unique. Like, people are welcoming the normalcy again. There we go. A little bit. Right, like, Michelle, my wife, said something, like, after she got sick and after things have kind of, you know, slowed, she's like, man, now that I've gotten I'm I'm doing all the things. I'm doing all the things, you know? And I think hopefully people have that same attitude. This hit me in Christmas. Remember, <laughs> I planned all these trips. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't know if I can do all these things. Right. Why not? Right. I- I've got a soccer nerd thing that I'm excited about. Oh, okay. But I will. I want to point out again, it's... I it's, went intangible. You're going more tangible? It's crazy that... No, the number one thing on my list was also just fans in the stands, butts okay. in the seats, return to normal. Gotta be. Yeah. Uh... I'm excited that there's not as many MLS two teams and that they're phasing out. Okay, there, there's a broad, big picture thing. Big picture in the league is there used to be how many Clayton ten to fifteen. Yes, and these are reserve teams full of seventeen year olds, right? Playing against our heroes, not our heroes, our team, grown adults. And you know there are four this year, and next year there will be none. And so I'm excited that like. It's going to be more competitive. The games are going to be more competitive. It's going to be men. And selfishly, Clayton, when we watch a road game and they go play in Portland and there's like 50 moms in the stands, it's so boring. It is. It doesn't feel real. So I think for the league, this could be a good step that every team cares. Right. And there's some new blood this year. That's a good segue to the, the new team. The, they're, they're filling those spots. Yeah, there we go. There's there's exactly Saturday. Like, like there's not there's not um it's not stat. There's not. I'm not. I haven't seen. We've been paying attention to this league probably four or five years, pretty yeah. closely. Not a lot of stagnancy. There's. It's dynamic. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they're just losing, losing. Like NA. Remember NASL Scorpions? Yes. They were just on a lose, lose. Don't replace. Lose, lose. To like, I think their final season, they may have had like six teams or and something like that. Teams would take a year off. Yes, like exactly. a gap year. Yes. We're not seeing that. And what we're seeing is... We're seeing, we're seeing kind of self-promotion and relegation. Is explain, kind of what we're explain seeing. that for people who might not be familiar with what you so, mean. So, um, there's a couple of teams that have dropped down to USL 2. Richmond Kickers. Richmond Kickers, thank you. And they voluntarily did it because they realized that maybe their business model isn't go- the same way as some of these bigger, some of these bigger, bigger teams or... Or just financially, we can't compete with some of these bigger teams. And so we're not, you know, maybe we're going to be more competitive as just being a local brand. Almost like a school saying, we don't want to be a 3,000-person high school. We want to be a smaller school with a more community feel. Yes, there you go. Yes, like um, like that Wisconsin, that, that F- Forward Madison or whatever, right? Like they, they have a huge following in their yeah. very local small market and... You know, they do things like have all these crazy flamingos and stuff at the game. And, like, I read this crazy, you know, it's a very progressive town to begin with, Madison, Wisconsin, or Camp Randall, or whatever it's called. And But anyway, the point being, um, pe- people are finding their spots, you know what I'm saying? And and uh, and I think it's going to be really good. Look no further than Saturday. Detroit City FC. Boom! New Great team. transition. Bam! Yep. 
And it's their uh, fan-owned team, if I'm not mistaken. Right. They like to to help revitalize their stadium. They did like a crowdfundme or GoFundMe yeah. page or something like that and raise the money themselves. To build new stands. Yes. Um, and so it's not like you got to draw a distinction between like, oh, no, Clayton doesn't want to be a part of this league anymore and drops out like uh, Rochester Rhinos just fold. Yes. But in the USL, it's good to see that if New York Red Bulls 2 leaves, well, I don't really care, do I? No. I mean, I might miss seeing the young players. Yes, the possibility of seeing like a Tyler Adams or something like that. But then they're replaced by Detroit City, like a crowdsourced team for Oakland Roots, who's a community team, or Monterey Bay. Yes, like new ideas, fresh ideas, and, you know, um, and not not just, it's it's not, a, it's something that to get their community excited about, not like, Oh, we're here just training the next the next big thing. Yeah, I, and I, you know what? To me, it's like in your whole, is this something or is this nothing? Um, it's something if people care, and like, yes. if it's a training game, is it something? I guess it's something. But I think the innovation, like you're saying, I think that's like it makes it to me seem like maybe it's something people right. want in. It's not gimmicky. Like I, I, I don't think that like. They're they're doing gimmicky stuff to get these teams in and, and keep them in. True, you know. True, and and also we've talked about this. It's a it's a kind of independently owned. The parties have the power, not the central league like we're MLS. Yeah, or the or the the league is central power. So if these guys want to start this soccer as a business model in their community in a way to give back in a way to give the community something, that's awesome. I think you know. And I yeah. think that's what USL's doing. I think that's the way, that's what we're seeing. So we're going to have one of our our fourth home game is Monterey Bay FC, a new team. New team. I guess it's in Monterey Bay right there, like Steinbeck and all that. Oysters, Lenny. like a Big Little Lies, if anybody watched, <laughs> watched that. And then June, end of June, we'll play Oakland Roots, which started last year. It seems like if you're looking at who's new and who left, the new teams are stronger. Than what left? There will be a familiar face on the field for Detroit Rock City. Kid Rock's on the team? No. He's the coach. No. No, that would be really cool. <laughs> Our old pal Billy Forbes. Oh, no. Just signed with Detroit the, the last week. <laughs> really? So I think we're going to get a Billy Forbes. Sure, we, you, Billy Forbes doesn't get booed, right? <laughs> Billy Forbes gave us some good years out of nothing, you know, from Lubbock Christian, friend of the pod, Lee, Lee, Lee Bob Williams. Lee Williams. Former guest. Yeah. And, um and uh you know, Billy Forbes gave us some good some good games. Like came out of nowhere and did some exciting stuff for us. He was a hot thing he for gets, a minute. He gets he gets applauded for me. He does, but the second that we steal it, he gets a big heckling also. <laughs> sure, right? once the game once the game starts, once the game starts, I may have Charlie lay into him, you know? Okay, well, that's what I'm most excited about. Do you okay. have anything else that you're excited about? No, I, di- I didn't spend a lot of time on the what I'm most. I I thought that was enough right there. Just yeah. the experience, and I don't. And we talked so much. Like the product is, we care about that, but the exp- we're doing it for the experience, community, and hopefully a lot of the listeners are as well. Hell yeah, you know. Okay, would you like to ask me our best off season move, or would you like to tell me what you think the best off season move by SAFC was? Um. I'll ask you, Matthew, what is your best off-season move? I'm going to go with Abu. Muhammad Abu 
Center midfielder. Is that a, does that fall into the move department? It sure does. Okay, you tell me. What, okay, explain. He was an MLS player. He wasn't playing a lot in MLS, and so we signed him midseason. As a tri- he came as a trialist. He impressed you. They signed him for real. He impressed everybody. He's a, representat- he's a, a representation for me of continuity, Clayton. And I love that I can. I wrote them down today without looking at the internet. There may be more, but Jordan Farr, Matt Cardone, Mitch Tainer, PC, Abu, Justin Dillon, Connor Maloney, Santiago Patino. Eight guys off the top of my head that played last year that I know and like. Did you say Justin Dillon? Yep. Okay, there we go. They all signed with us. And we talk a lot about on, on this about how continuity is very difficult to have in this league. You see very little of it. And the teams that have been have been successful. That right? was like Tampa Bay and that Ted Lasso guy that plays in the back. Phoenix. Like, uh, Phoenix as well, yes. And Phoenix has brought in some really good players, but they've kept their spine together for a long, long time. You remember what uh, friend of the pod, Hayden Partain, said? Is multi-year contracts? Yes, that's that's a drawing. That's a drawing aspect for people that want to start their families. You know, just job security. Everybody wants job security, Who right? Who wants you, to be year to yes, year? Everybody wants to feel wanted, right? Yeah, and a lot of those Phoenix guys are on multi-year deals. These guys, as far as I know, aren't multi-year deals. But I just never forget that friend of the pod, Alex. His question a couple years ago was: Is it even possible to have continuity in the USL? Yeah. And so I've been stuck on that for three years. Like, if if it's not going to be some kid whose dad I know or who I saw play youth soccer, then give me some continuity so I can get to know a player. I can see him and I can go, hey, that's uh, Mitch Tainer. He came out to a Tuesday game one time. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on what you're saying, and um, I did a little work, and it, actually it was on the USL did a a good job with their previews, I think, and the, the USL website, and they also had some articles about predictions and stuff like that and so i don't want to get into into the specific predictions but money keeps people around too like taking care of your employees paying them we have according to transfer market and this was on the usl website i didn't make this up we have the highest overall squad value according to transfer market at you want to guess what the number is over five million six point four nine million so pretty, pretty close, pretty good. Transfer but, I mean, market's always inflated. I, sure, place, like, but, but, but I mean, whatever, whatever its inflation is, it's going to be inflating everyone else's as well, right? Yeah. So, so we are, we have the high. So SAFC is paying these guys. I mean, like, I don't know what the numbers are or how it's distributed, but if you have the highest value, then you're pro- then you're probably paying those guys, right? Especially considering they're mostly on year to year contracts. So, so we don't own these players for life. Right. So if you want a short term guy on a one year deal, yeah, you gotta pay. So good on good on SAFC for not being cheap. Shilling. <laughs> you know, how about that? You know what I'm saying? Good. Like pay, pay the man. If you want if you want the team to play well, pay him. So you know what? That's nice. I like that. So that kind of ties into what you were saying. Yeah, I think so. They they saw things they wanted and they resigned them. Yeah. Okay, I, I've got one more. Please, go ahead. Best move, selling Jose Gallegos. Wow, is that controversial? Bam! Is that a hot take, as they would you know, like to kind of make fun of these days? So, 20-year-old Jose Gallegos, San Antonio native. We all, if we were fans of the team, you probably know him. Shirley, Central Catholic grad. Uh, they sold him for half a million dollars, reportedly, right? Yes. That's the number we keep hearing band- bandied about. Jose Gallegos for half a million dollars to Denmark. 
And he's already gone and played in the Danish Super League. Yeah, I've seen a couple, not highlights, but I've seen updates that he's gotten on the field. Which is MLS quality? We think, we think a little better, but, but, but comparably. Comparably. And why is that good? I mean, he's a great young player. Wow, no, we sold our best player. Well, like, it's setting the pattern. It's setting a trend. It's so, showing that if someone wants bigger things, we're not going to hold on like a jealous boyfriend with his high school girlfriend, right? We're going to be like, hey, you're destined for greatness. Go achieve. And that's going to bring us money. That'll bring us more young players who want to play here. And that's what I want to see is more young players. So the selling is like establishing that, hey, we will move you on when you're ready. Yeah, I see that. I think it's huge. I, I, don't, ha I don't have any problems with I mean, we always knew that he was not going to play his entire career here. It's not the way soccer works. So once you know that, once you know that, then you, then you have to start thinking, so what's the best way for this to go? Like, for look, both sides should win here, right? Like, there's, it's been a good, healthy relationship so far. Like, let's have it, let's have it be. And how much are, how much are we really going to make? Exactly. Off, off a USL player. Exactly. You know, and SAFC knows that, right? It's like, they're not trying to pinch, you know, they're not like an owner that's trying to like, you know, pay the mortgage <laughs> on the stadium or anything like that. They've got deep enough pockets that they, they can care about doing the right thing or they should care about doing the right thing. If right? they know what they're doing, they should. Yes, exactly. I'm right? not going to say that they know that they're doing it. Right. You, you don't have as much success for as long as that, that basketball team did by just being like, well, it's a business. It's a business. You know what I'm saying? Like, like right? I think it's a good business decision. Yeah, I, I think I know. You tell this to every kid in San Antonio, come play for us. And this is why, because when you want to go to Denmark, we'll sell you. Right, and but like, it, I think it had to work for all the parties. You know, they didn't sure. just they didn't just say, "All right, it's done. You're going to De you're going to Denmark, kid." Like, I'm sure that they had to sit down with his family oh, yeah. and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Boy, Which he, is very cool. He's got to be getting a raise to yeah. go there, right? They, yeah. You don't move on if you're not getting paid. Yeah. So can I go? So can I go some saber metrics and kind of piggyback on this as well? Yes. Like so. So Gallegos is gone. Um. Epps, Marcus Epps is gone for our listeners that played last season. A huge part of our offense. Mm -hmm. uh, Nathan is gone. Epps had a hat trick in the final preseason <laughs> game for Phoenix. So he is in Phoenix. Good player. And, yeah, he, he was a good player. We we're going to miss him. But, and then Nathan, um, who came, who started slow last year, but then came on when Patino went down. Back to Brazil, I think. Back to Brazil. I didn't realize he was. Which, he had, which team? Cortiba is what I wrote. Cortiba. Is that how, am I saying it right? It's like C-O-R-I-T-I-B-A. That might be that orange jersey I bought you in Brazil. Oh, that may be right. But anyway, I guess, yes, he's, he's back there. So I did a little statistic diving today. So we had 56 total goals, regular season and playoffs last year. Those three guys scored 27 of our 56 goals and accounted for another, like, 18 assists. So um, so that's roughly half of our goals. That's we'll go, lower so, than I would have thought, Clayton. So, really? Yes. Yes. So, Less than half. Three guys. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. The, the play, the, but uh, that's a big chunk to replace. It right? is. That's a big chunk, to re big chunk to replace. I'm listening. So I just kind of wanted to, talking about when you're talking about moves... I was like, these are three moves that SAFC either let happen or, you know, for whatever. And so there needs to be – so did they replace it? That's will get us back in – get us into talking about so, other stuff. So can they replace that? Big picture, if you're going to a game this year and you expect to see the guys that scored half the goals last year, three of them are gone. Yeah, that's – I kind of wanted to bring it up for that reason also. So our, so our people know who's not going to be there. They are that, – that's something. Yeah. But I would have thought it was more. 
honestly. Okay. Because they were so impactful. Gotcha. You know, those three drove our offense. It's surprising that they didn't score more. It's just more to me. Right. Well, uh, that, oh, I, I, and I never gave my best uh, off-season acquisition. I kind of piggybacked on what was okay. going on. So Go my ahead. best off-season acquisition is one that on paper it looks odd considering the circumstances, but I think at the end of the season I'll have a prediction that, uh, that, that may demonstrate why I think it's the best off-season acquisition. And picking up Christian Bonilla... Colombian goalkeeper that's played at the international level for Colombia in both a um let's see where youth and full he was a full Colombian starting goalkeeper in the under 17 World Cup and the under 20 World Cup he's only 28 so he's bounced around since having a very like start story career at first and he's he's our highest valued player according to transfer market He's valued at $770,000, like close to a million dollars. But um, I went to the Tulsa game and saw him and saw him play. It's going to change the way that we can play. We're going to, we can play out of the back with our feet. Um, he can, he can, he's very poised. He's big and intimidating looking. And, uh, and not that any, not that any of our goalkeeping last year cost us that I can ever remember, mm-hmm. you know? But I just think someone like this is 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 going to it's going to make a huge difference. Well, Clayton, you're not going to believe it. I asked for the worst off-season acquisition, and I'm going to have to show you to prove it. My worst off-season acquisition is Christian Benia. Wow, look at us being so different. Right there on my paper. I love it when we don't share ahead of time and we can have this. A lot of times we agree, but this is spectacular. Tell me. It's the USL. Why do you need a... Because I wish he was a Colombian forward or winger, not a goalkeeper. We have completely adequate goalkeeping. As you just summarized, I don't think our goalkeeping cost us anything last year. I see what you're saying. So you're going to sign the best player, our highest market value player, this impact, full international... But we already have two goalies. But maybe, maybe we want to play a different way. Maybe we do. Then don't re-sign poor Matt Cardone or poor Jordan Farr. Uh, I just think that money would have been better spent on a center forward or a winger who could do something to help us in the attack. Okay. All right. When you... I, I get it. I see what you're... And obviously it's going to be a result-based result-based thing, right? For me, the, like goalkeepers can make a difference, but they're not difference makers. Oh. oh. <laughs> All the goal, the goal, the goalkeepers union has just descended upon you now. That was so and like, cheesy. They're gonna they're gonna be out looking for you. It's almost like the word. There's a lot of good goalies, you know, but center forwards who score twenty goals, like the Colorado Springs guy, are one in a league. That's true. And even if Bonilla is one in a league, we could have the best goalkeeper. How in will he selling. really change our goals against average? We could still like, have a losing squad if he's great, and if the or if the guys in front of him are terrible, you know, yeah. like he may lead the league in saves, but does it result in wins on the board? It's usually not a good stat if you lead the league in saves. Yeah. Are you ready for predictions? We've we've made our way to the thirty. Did I give a mark. worst? Did I give a? I did, you didn't. Do you I have did. a worst offseason signing? Did you come up with one? 
No, because I'm I'm keeping it so positive, Half dude. Full. I'm keeping I'm, it yeah. so I'm keeping it so positive. All right, Donald Trump, let's go. Tell me about your big, beautiful predictions. Oh, we're into predictions already. Do you have anything else you'd like to say before we get to predictions? No. Um, I had another uh, player to keep your eye on that I think may be the best uh, trend. Another offseason move. Yes, offseason move. And I don't know if I can say his name right, but his name is Kakuta Mane. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, right? Yeah, Kakuta Mane. Kakuta Mane. There yeah. we go. Like... Uh, I I haven't seen him do anything. I don't remember him for Austin last season. You don't remember him for Vancouver? I do remember. Well, when I was reminded that he scored the youngest hat, tri- hat trick in the history of MLS, he was only eighteen years old in like thirty four days. I think when he scored a-, a hat trick. So we 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 signed this kid. So he he had all kinds of crazy promise at the age of like eighteen, nineteen. People were all over his jock, like. And he just didn't put it together in MLS, really. And then he bounced around with some teams in Europe and then came back to MLS and was supposed to be with Cincinnati their first year. And they were so bad that he just he got lost. And then he dropped all the way down to Austin Bold. Well, we signed him. Yeah. And he's our second highest valued player. And, uh, and he could be a difference maker. That's like, a good player to watch. Like... He, he, and it seems to me like he's in this phase right now where it's like, man, I could just bottom out here, but come on, people are expect like I he could show it off and then he could be gone by midseason. You know what I'm saying? Like that potential is perhaps there, and hopefully he wants to tap into that. Does that does that seem so? That's that's I'm really excited about that transaction. I don't know if it's the best transaction, but I think the ceiling is real, real high. Yeah. How about that? The floor isn't that low because I mean, like, even at his worst, is he gonna be? You know, I only think the floor is low because if he doesn't care, right? And you, but you're you know He's what? In the, we'll see that. We'll see that. Like, because we we've terminated yeah. dudes' contracts in the in the yeah. middle of the season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, Spurs Sports Entertainment will do that for sure. We've seen it, you know. Well, and, and you know what? And if it, if it if you and I you and I will recognize if the effort's not there, right? Yeah, he was like Alfonso Davies before Alfonso Davies. Man, he was on Vancouver. I think he's from Sudan. I th- it's from, from a weird country crazy, that I've never heard of. Crazy life story. Got American citizenship. He is. He play, he's, He got called into the U.S. national team. Got American citizenship just because we wanted him so bad so that we could have him on the U.S. national team, man. He had great promise, like big-time promise. Yeah. It just never came out. I, I guarantee you, when you go to a game, fans, you'll go, whoa, once a game, and say, like, that was crazy. So he's going to so be... So fast. So he's going to be our... Um, like Epps got, I mean, like uh, Epps Gallegos. Like he's gonna he's be our the, Jamaican. He's our Omar Gordon. He's um, he's fast. Yeah, and but he also like he, much like Gallegos, like led the in dribbles. You know the per, dribbles percentage that they did. This guy can do. This guy can do that. He For has sure. that. He has that potential. For sure. But he's kind of one of those. He does all the things, but does he produce a goal or assist? The final product is what's lacking. Yeah, exactly. he's gonna dribble the dude. Get to the end line and then put it out of bounds, and you're going to go. Oh man, that was so close to being amazing. Yeah, but at this level, maybe as the we're going to need him to give Patino service. He's going to he like we're re- we're really hoping he can do that. This level, he could flourish. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like he's kind of, it seems like he's kind of at a point in his career where either he can get back into the mix and into the into the conversation, or man, or like he's running out of chances. 
Do you want to predict how he'll do, Clayton? Because I, we're I, moving on to our predictions. Oh, are we? Well, I'm ready. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get to the. Let's I don't know get if you wanted to say something about Kakuta before we got into. No, 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 no. no. He wasn't involved in any of my. Our, I just our write it down in ink. I'll see you in November predictions. That's what we're doing. Yeah, right now. Okay. You got one, or yeah. you want me to go, go first? first? So I mentioned the. the you you going to be able to keep up? You got enough? I got two. I just wanted, and to... I had a third, but I forgot it. But I'll, oh. I'll think of it hopefully. I want to say that you were tooting your horn today. I'm gonna call you Nostradamus now. Yeah, you said you got all your predictions last Did year. Did you go back and look at the at the at the? It was a different journal, but you and okay. I know you got either all or all but one of yeah. your predictions, and mine I did not. Uh, I've got four. Ooh. You'll be able to come up. With all right, I got one one, e- one easy one. Hit. Well, go. it may be controversial. So I mentioned the total goals scored um, and the percentage of the guys that we've lost. Just make your prediction. We're going to score more goals than we did last year. Okay. Bam. There it is. There you go. Real easy for you, Matt. I think that's calculable. How many did we score last year? 56 last year in in the regular season and playoffs. Really? Yeah. You're counting playoffs. I am counting playoffs. That's lower than I think. That's less than two two a game. Yeah. But we're gonna score. We're gonna score more goals, and and that that prediction comes from. I'm excited about the signings we've made to replace the um to replace the. So we we mentioned Mane. Um, there's a guy, a Jamaican guy that has played Colorado. around the USL for a while. Colorado. We saw him in Colorado. He kind of schooled old uh, old Doyle, <laughs> old Doyle rules a little <laughs> bit. His name's uh, Beckham. Is his last uh, Beckford? Beckford? Beckford is his last name. I'm sorry. Uh, so like, and he'll play on one side. Mane will probably play on the other side, and Patino will probably play up top. And uh, there's another there's another guy that I'm kind of excited about that I think is going to help us score goals. He's this giant New Zealander, this giant yeah, Kiwi. Six nine. Yeah, think. he's. I don't think he's that tall, but like he's big. But he's pretty good with his feet, and he doesn't have a great goal scoring record. But we haven't had a a big target up top. I guess Dylan is maybe a big target, but this guy's like double the size of Dylan. This guy's big and he's pretty skilled. So when you guys see a giant Kiwi white dude out there, like, uh, get excited, you know, like, like All right. welcome to San Antonio. You're going to laugh right, at my, predictions. Pr- you're going to laugh at my prediction because you just went off on that. So I got a good tie in. Mine is that the leading scorer of this team is not currently on the roster. Ooh, okay. You know the Spurs Explain. Sports, Spurs Sports Entertainment special is don't just sign some players, play some months, and then this summer go sign some guys that you need. Fill in the blanks. I don't see our guy. I don't know if Patino's our guy. Really? I don't okay. think Dylan's our guy. I don't see the guy. I think some guy is going to come in in June or July and be a trialist. And score twelve goals and lead the lead our team in scoring. Interesting, yeah. So, who ended up being our leading scorer last? Was it was it Nathan? No, that's a good question. I want to say possibly Nathan. Either way, that's kind of what happened last. It was. It was Nathan with thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, he had thirteen. More than I would have thought. Yeah. So I wish we had Nathan. Is my real reason for this prediction? You don't think Patino, given a full season, can't? Because remember, he was. He had a didn't he have a hat trick or a, or two in his very first game, and then he got like, then, like then he got another one and he was leading the league like after two games or three games, but then he got like the red card for stomping on the guy. Then he got hurt and stuff like that. Can he go? Can he go? Or I don't I don't want to steal one of your predictions, but can he go? 
major faux pas free during the season? Uh, Patino gonna Patino. <laughs> and so I think <laughs> the things you listed... He was pretty well behaved, though, when he, when he came back from the injury, The things injury, you listed right? were completely avoidable. I, I swear that one injury in Colorado where we were at the game was when he got a red card and, like, kicked the guy after the play. And then he didn't really play much after that, nope, right? Like, for a good three months. Yeah. He was injured after that, after a fight. So I'm not saying I don't believe him and he's a great scorer, but I'm saying that our leading scorer will not be will be someone that signed after today. Okay. Boom. Your turn. No, no hypothesis on where they're coming from or what we're. Uh, this is a pretty bold. It seems like it's pretty bold. It seems like we have a pretty good record and a pretty good relationship with a lot of MLS teams, doesn't it? I don't we've, have... ta- we've taken a lot of guys on loan from a lot of different MLS. Yeah, teams. we have two new center backs from the MLS, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, Carter Manley and Fabian Garcia. Nah, he, I don't think he was with an MLS Garcia team. Garcia was an Austin guy. Yes, he yeah. was. I don't know where he's coming from. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, gotcha. I like it. I think that we're going to get a bigger name. I like it. Given the, the spending we've had. I like it. I, I, so number two for me, Bonilla wins the goalkeeper award. <laughs> I'm, I'm going all in. All in I'm all Bonilla. in. And you, can, you can be <laughs> negative if you want, but I'm going all in. I don't know what the goalkeeper award is, whether it's like, most saves, or whether it's like just numbers based, like best mo- eleven like goals that go. No, best eleven. Okay, there we go. If he's in the best eleven, how about that? Well, that goes great. The, gold, the Golden Glove Award, or whatever. It's That's called. a great tie into one of my predictions. Mm-hmm. Which I'm glad you believe, and I hope he does. I predict that by the end of March, March 31st, 30th, whatever the last day of March is, one of the three goalkeepers will no longer be here. Yeah. Now, if Matt Cardone's an assistant coach, that that still counts. That still that. counts. You totally get that. You can't have three goalkeepers on the roster for a whole. I year. mean, we've kind of we've kind of been shaking our heads. Uh, they mentioned something about it in the USL, like it was like at, when they were talking about Bonilla on the blue. So they're also like, but he'll face <laughs> like you know he'll face competition from San Antonio favorite Matt Cardone and Jordan Farr. Would like almost as if to say, like San Antonio, what are you doing, guys? What are y'all doing? It's like in the like, ni- in the nicest way possible, you know, because it's their product. It's like uh, that TV show about Texas football with QB one. Yeah, we've got GK one and GK two and GK three. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, I hope we'll see. That's my prediction. Okay. Um. Uh, I can. I have a real quick one that I came up with. Uh, I will attend. Two away matches this season. Oh. <laughs> Look at me throwing down the gauntlet. <laughs> throwing it down. Two. Two. That's a lot. I, I know mean, you're doing San Diego. Well, I'm, I don't have tickets yet. Okay. Like, I, I don't have tickets to Toro to Toro Stadium for uh, San, at San Diego University. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rio Grande Toros. All right, you ready for my next one? Yours is yeah. cut and dry. Um, let's see. I've got mine's a prediction and a little name game. Now I get a combo. I'm going to call him Batman and Robin, and I hope it catches on. That's uh, Mitch Tainer and Connor Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> our, left, <laughs> our little left back, Sarge Maloney. He's Robin, obviously. Mitch Tainer, left back, uh, left center back. Dark and brooding. Dark and brooding as well. Very Batman, right? For this whole the Batman. I mean, he's got some moments when he loses it, right? Like, and kind of goes <laughs> off, right? When he thinks back, like, what happened to 
to Martha Wayne and uh, and you know and his dad and stuff like that. I think Batman and Robin will be team leaders in minutes played this year. Ooh, I love it because remember Maloney had an Maloney was hurt most of last season it was. and Sarge does cannot Sarge cannot abide by that. <laughs> Sarge cannot abide by letting the the troop down. And you know, uh, Tainer gonna taint. And he gonna see. Red. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some. We're, sometimes you get the taint, you know. Some, yeah. Sometimes you get the taint. There's gonna be a red card or two, <laughs> or maybe more. I know goal year. for sure. But that's gonna happen because he is intense as Batman, and Batman sometimes kills the enemy. But those two are gonna be solid, and our left side is set, and so I like that. You're right. I don't know if whether I told you that's the way they were set up. Nope. In the, yeah, did you you just figured? Look Come at on, you. man. Batman <laughs> and Robin. I could coach so, that team. <laughs> I could coach that team. So, but the Tainer, we were playing three in the back to start Tate against Malone. Tulsa with uh, Tainter, uh, Fabian Garcia in the middle, and Manley on the right. All right, and um, and it looked good and poised to me. And Tainer had a couple of those moments where he like like wins the ball and. And then goes on a little crazy run and then gives the ball away. And then the guy's flying back at him. And then he slides in and then gets up and lets everyone know, yeah, yeah. And then Maloney was right there with it. They were like double teaming the guy. <laughs> yes. and Robin. Yeah, you're right. There you go. Uh, I don't know if they'll lead the team in minutes because of the red cards, because of the injuries. But they're <laughs> going to be in the top five. All right? I'll say top five okay. because goalie plays all the time. Abu, you know, people play all the time. But these two are going to be our stalwarts. And it's just like a... Write it in pen on the team sheet. Left side of D is covered. Okay. Not a not a problem this year. Boom. I don't have any more predictions. Okay. Then I've got a semi prediction. Whoa! What's the what's the semi prediction? Clayton, I think there's going to be formation confusion. <laughs> oh man! This, <laughs> this always brings out our our inner soccer geek. Because where we're like, what is going? What are they going to play? I did try to explain it to you. you. Tried I didn't to do a very good job. You tried man. to explain to me the formation in their first preseason game, where you were in person watching the game. Yes. And after 15 minutes of you telling me how it looked, I was like, so there were two forwards, or there were three forwards? And you're like, well, there were two, and then there was one just kind of going everywhere. Yeah, I don't know if I explained it to you right. Collier started, Patino started. Those are two forwards. I don't even know, but what I mean is I don't think that we're going to be a 4-4-2 all year long. I don't think we're going to be a 3-5-2. There's going to be mixing and matching. I think Bonilla and playing out of the back is going to change things up a little bit. Okay, but that's style. I'm saying straight, where do they go? Oh, okay. And I know you're a big, just put the 11 on the field. That's kind of what it looked like to me. They're they're adults and they'll play and formations are illusions. But when I say who's the forward, like... Maybe one game there's one. Maybe one day and there's two. Like, can I explain it to my nine-year-old? Probably not. That's what I anticipate looking at the roster, Clayton. Got it. <laughs> Do you have a third prediction for this team? No, I don't. Good. No. Wow. Yeah. Only, so last I, year you had five or six. Um, Did I? I told you I was having a hard time with it this year. And a lot of it was based on... I just like um, I, I mean I have a here's something I so we are the fa- we are the favorite. I okay. I was going to ask you a hot take. Well, we will, are the. Fa- will we make the playoffs? Yes, we will make. Agreed. The playoffs. Will we host a playoff game? Yes. Will we be the top seed? No. Okay, so you're saying two to four. Yeah, and 
So at the at one at Twin Spires betting, uh, we are plus eight hundred to win. Like, uh, so we're like we have the third or fourth best odds to win the USL Cup on the USL and website. We're the top one. So on five thirty eight yeah dot com, it's, and they do theirs in terms of percentage chances to win the championship. They have us at a fifteen percent chance, which is the best percentage of any. Of any USL team, so they have us as the favorite to win the, to win the title. This sounds like an excellent segue into our newest segment, Clayton, the Jim Tochi Lock of the Week. I know I'm kind of baby. excited. I'm really excited, about it. and I'm not exactly sure how this gambling is everywhere now, Matthew. Right? Like, tell me, everybody, about- everybody loves to gamble. Every everybody loves to to be right. You know what I'm saying? Everyone wants to make a prediction and be right with that prediction. That we we do these predictions, right? So tell me about the Jim Tochi. I had Tochi I, had, I had the idea, friend of the pod, Jim Tochi. I know he likes to make a wager every now and then. He likes to compete. You know what I'm saying? It's he, legal now, so we can talk about it openly. Exactly. Right? I don't think there's any problems with with Jim. And I I ran this by him, and he was all for it. So I think what we're gonna do, and we're just briefly every week, I'm gonna find a uh, a game up to, and and make a prediction on that game and say who the, who I think the winner is. And what I think Jim should do, and Jim is going to blindly bet. Like he's not going to question, he's not going to do anything. He's just going to follow my advice, and uh, and then we're just going to track it throughout the season. How much is he betting? Yeah, like I don't. We're just we're gonna, units. We're just going to call them units. one unit, right? What, what everybody's unit is different. Like a five dollar bet may be a unit to someone. Someone may be betting five thousand dollars. So to, I don't want to put Jim in any position where. People think he's someone he is not or whatever, but we're just gonna—he's just gonna bet one unit per game, one and 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 for every now and then we'll have Jim. Maybe Jim calls in, or maybe we call Jim and just say, "Hey Jim, how are you feeling about things right now? Like, how's the college fund looking?" I'm you, doing, you, I'm, I'm doing my best to roll with this, Clayton. No, it's it's not it's not totally refined yet. Let's go. It's not totally refined. I want to know yet. the Jim Tochi lock of the week. So the, so I I had. Do you have something else you want to talk about while I look it up? No, we're I gonna, don't. We're going to use... You proposed that you would have one game each week. I did, but... In, I, I'll I, explain it while you look yeah. for your pick. One game in the USL with odds that you think are the lock of the week. Yep. And listeners, please don't bet. This is not gambling advice. This is us being funny for Jim Tochi. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I have it this week. Um, my lock of the week... That this is going to be Jim's very first unit on, and it's going to get his children into Princeton or Harvard or wherever they want to go, is um, Miami FC uh, against the New York Red Bulls 2. Where? In, it's in New York. It's in, it's in New York. So Miami has to go all the way up the East Coast yeah. into some cold-ass weather. But Miami FC is minus 312. So that means... To win, uh, to win a hundred dollars, you have to bet three hundred twelve. So they're a very heavy favorite. And you're taking the just Miami one FC. unit, just one unit. Yes, we're taking Miami. Like it's like he's not going to win a lot of money off of it. So but if he bets one unit, he only wins a third of it, a unit. It, it, it goes to yes, exactly. So so we're going to start real. We're going to start real easy, real light. So Jim, you're all about Miami. You're all about. You're all about. The, it's not Miami FC. It's the Miami right. FC. Just like the Batman. So yeah. So listeners. Pay attention to what's going on at the Miami FC. If you're worried about Toshi's children going to college, like we're going to ease into it. So, man, that is a risk of unattainable certainty to me with a low reward, Clayton. Well, you know what? You I, win. It's my lock of the week, 
and it's, I'm I'm making it. So Jim's following it. For every six pack, I win two beers. Is what you're telling me? <laughs> yes, there you but go. That's my unit. Yep. Me no likey. Okay, I got me it. Like I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just a guy <laughs> that picks winners. My, I ju- you got just got to pick winners. My lock of the week is SAFC beating up on freaking Detroit City Saturday night. All right, well let's talk about let's go into let's that. Transition. What, what do we want to see this weekend, Matthew? I want to see a soccer game Saturday night at seven thirty at Toyota Field in San Antonio. SAFC versus Detroit City. I want to see our sandwich board up at our tailgate, and I want to see people walking by going, hey, what's that about? Hey, what, what what's going on here? What do you guys got going on? The Puto tailgate? Yeah, and what are we going to tell them? What do we do? What, what, do, we, what do we tell people that walk by with, and explain what that is? Because I don't even – I'm not tech – I'm not. I'm not uh, marketing savvy enough to know exactly what we're what we're going to, what we're doing here. We have a podcast. I know, but what's what do we have? What's the thing? <laughs> what do you mean? What's, what do we have? A what's thing? the sandwich board? What is it about? Well, it has our name and it's got a QR code. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Explain it. <laughs> you point your phone at it and it takes you to the podcast, and then we talk. We yell in your ears. So people that are just walking by can just point their phones at our sandwich board. Yep. And boom, they're gonna like all of a sudden we'll, we'll be we'll be there. Yep, it puts you to the website and it puts us in your ears yelling. Oh, at some point in time, can they put their earbuds in and hear our commentary on the game? Like, is there is there? Do you think we're we not ever doing do that? Li- we could. Could we? Crocketeers were interested in a pregame podcast. Interesting. You, I don't know if you made it that far in the episode. I but, did. I did. Uh, Saturday tailgate. We've got a new sandwich board that Clayton's alluding to. Woo! So that you can see us, and we've also got a twenty-foot-tall flagpole. To oh put yeah, our flag up. Yeah. So when you come to the game, six o'clock on, uh, look for the flagpole. We'll be there. I'm gonna be there pretty early. I'm gonna I do my got, best to get there early. It's spring break. I ain't got shit to do. Yeah, man. I'm gonna Why do my not? best to get there early. It's the first game of the season. Like, let's take it in. Listener Dave, come by after Los Barrios. Vamos Toros, Ben. Swing by, say hello. It's gonna be a low key, low. We're not cooking. We're not. We're not handing out anything. Crocketeers are cooking. Other than we're, we're not, you know, we're not offering anything other than just the camaraderie and the the spirit of Puto SAFC. Clayton, I might be there at like four, four. I might just read a book and like, I don't know, put on an old soccer game on TV. I'm gonna have Charlie hustle with me, and I'll try to get there as soon as, soon as I can. As like. To maximize his capacity to make it through the experience, you know? Yeah, I th- I mean, 6 o'clock is kind of our... We'll be there by 6. I'll definitely be there by 6. But I have anything to do. I mean, why not? Yeah. It's the first real game in a long time. Yep. Six months off. So, I'm excited for the Puto tailgate. What is there anything you want to see at the game besides our sandwich board? No, I just want to see... Uh, I just want to see the team come out and, and play hard. I know something I want to see. <laughs> A win? A win? <laughs> I want to see these new black jerseys with black numbers. So they were wearing gray on, at the preseason game. And is that going to be the jersey? I, I don't know. <laughs> they had these gray jerseys. I want to buy the blackout jersey, but I don't know if I can. Well, they they don't know how they're doing the numbering and stuff on there yet. Like, how do you do the numbering if it's a black, blackout? Seems can you illegal. put black on black? It seems illegal, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That's um, something. Yeah, I get, uh, Detroit City, that's a thing. Can you name a single player on their team? Billy Forbes! I already said it, Billy okay. Forbes. I got no one. Their new team, first game, let's give them a little L. Yeah, Like every know. expansion team should. Yeah. 
Um, oh, and we forgot to mention, not only is uh, our free kicks brought to you by Trevino Tile, the sandwich board is brought to you by Trevino Tile as well. The whole podcast is brought to you by Trevino Tile. I mean, Tile. like, at this point in time, listeners, you gotta, you gotta go to, the, to, to Trevino Tile, because we gotta keep our sponsors, so <laughs> we, we gotta keep him in business, guys. As you said, probably someone's actually gonna get Tile from him someday because of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, surely someone, I mean, my tile, tiles are starting to crack, and he's gonna come and do work for me soon. Really? So, yes. Well, there you go. Yes. He got it from the pod. Yeah, there we go. Do you have a free kick, Clayton? Um... Uh, Christian Pulisic been playing really good lately. Yeah. Yes. As we got, we have. I mean, USA huge qualifying games are coming up pretty soon, so I don't think it's too early for me to at least put someone on the radar that hasn't been great in in Concacaf qualifying. As as a matter of fact, it's been downright just kind of eh. So it's good to see. Hopefully, he can keep this form going. Yeah, he's playing regularly. Yes. Involved. Yep. Getting assists. Getting goals. We have USA, what, three games coming up? Huge games. In a week. We need a win and a tie, basically. Yeah. Four points and we're in the To guarantee, yes. Or we might have to go to the playoff. Yeah, I don't even know exactly how that works. This is stressful. (laughs) Weston McKinney's hurt. Yes. Pulisic being good would be really helpful. (laughs) Yeah, we could use him here. And luckily we're playing pretty high caliber in Mexico. and Because, like... That they, they, they don't they're not gonna just hack him. You know what I'm saying? They oh. don't they don't you know like True. he'll have a chance to play probably in two out of those three games, like actually play. The the other one he'll probably get just hammered, you know? So he needs to stay healthy and he needs to he needs to be there. Oh my god. Oh I, I I I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm gonna add a predict this is the Luca de la Torre coming out party. Yeah, he was good the last I, game. I really I and and he could play in the center for McKinney, like he plays in the center for PSV, right? Like, uh, or Heracles or whatever. Yeah. Whatever team. Like, yeah. I really think he could be good. He's, he's small, so in the middle I worry about him. His, he's his, got good speed. I, man, I'm kind of excited about him. I really think this is going to be his coming out prior. I hope it is. Do we have a chance to win in Mexico? I don't know. Are you going? I don't know. I'm still pricing tickets. Man, after that violence that in Mexico this weekend, that's that's something. That's my free kick. <laughs> is the Mexico fan violence? Man, good transition. Un- yeah, intentional transition. Listeners, if you haven't heard, in Carretero versus Atlas down in the Liga MX this week, there was violence. Ten or fifteen people died. Like, I don't know how many people died. I know that there were like forty something that were hospitalized with serious serious injuries. I mean, it was a. All out. I saw pictures and video of it, and it was very unpleasant to watch. Like, I turned it off. And this is not normal. Like, Mexico has fans, and... They have very rabid fan bases, and they're very supportive of their teams. But you never hear about... You never hear about something like this. You know what the, the, what the club said? They were like, no deaths because no one died at the stadium. Because all the people died at the hospital oh, afterwards. Really? So that's what I... That's, so I had read and I read it in the Wall Street Journal. Like it was covered in the Wall Street Journal, uh-huh. and they didn't say any deaths because maybe that's the spin that they've put. They've that put was on their it. sidestep. So they they're threatening about taking the team away. Today they said something like one year with no fans. Then maybe the ownership has to sell the team, but they can stay in the city. Woo! I and I don't know exact like I haven't read an account that explained exactly how it got so bad. I know. I, I what I heard was 
that the home fans got into the visiting fans section at some point during the second half, and then they opened everything up to get allow people to escape or get away or flee or run, and then people ended up on the field and it got bad like on the actual field. Like, I saw pictures of people like whose heads were split open and there's just blood all over the field. It was it was unpleasant. Yeah, my buddy who's in Mexico City who I'd stay with if I go down to Mexico City was saying that like Carreto just has terrible fans. It's like one of those infiltrated fan groups. It's like mafia. I got you. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not scared to go to US Mexico, but I don't know if they're gonna let fans in after all that. So I'm still a lot of uncertainty in my life right now, Clayton. <laughs> all these stupid trips. No, but don't what is certain is SAFC on on Saturday night. And we're gonna see some people there and What listeners do you think we'll see there? Vamos Toros, Ben will be there. Uh, Harry will definitely be there. Yeah. Crocketeers. Danny Gomez is, is going with me to the game because Trevino Tile is out of town on spring break. So Henry and Kathy will be there. Yeah. Getting the gang back together. Morell, uh, high school coach, is, is going to go, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. I think I have an extra. High school soccer dad. High school soccer dad. I feel like the community's coming back together. And I feel like people are, like I said, like at the beginning, people have reached out to me and said, hey, we're going. Are you going? You know? Oh. So, yay. Kate and Josh from my school, listener Josh is always peppering us with questions. Mm. They, I think they're, they may even come to the tailgate. So that's something. Well, I don't want to pimp the team like as a shill for SAFC, but I do want to pimp you and me hanging out and having beers, watching some soccer. Yes! It's what we do. Yeah. And so... You know, I'm not trying to sell season tickets. No, but I'm excited to see friends. Yes, and get together. And right, because there's certain people going. that we that you just see there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you, it's a little side family that you got going on. You there know? you go. Yeah, Puto family. Yep. See you Saturday. Yep, we'll be there. Parking we'll- lot. Look for the 20 foot flagpole with the Puto flag. That's our tailgate. On it. All right. Buenas noches, Antonio.